Hello, everyone. Welcome to Harold Hay. My name is Adam Samaha, and to my right is... Corey Vaughn. Corey Vaughn. Uh, first things first, I feel weird because I'm at the other side of the table, than and, usual. And I also feel really weird because I'm on the other side of the table as well. Uh, my whole life has turned around. It feels like I'm looking at the world in a different way because of the side of the table. I'm From on. the other side of the table. From the, yeah. Grass isn't greener. No. Okay, this is a great episode about... <laughs> Uh, enough banter about our seats. Uh, enough behind the scenes of Hey Arnold Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is called Gerald's Secret. Just so you know, it's the second episode behind. Uh, it's after Hugga's Love Potion. So look for that one as the first episode. Halfway through, you'll get to Gerald's Secret, which is written by Jonathan Greenberg and directed by Tuck Tucker. Trigger warning. If you don't know how to ride a bike, this show will be yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, it will be very scary. Um, it's a it's a graphic episode of... Uh, Gerald falling down a hill. Spoiler alert. Um, he doesn't know how to ride a bike. Another spoiler alert. Um, anyway, it's great. We talk about fear and anxiety and uh, kind of the um, the cultural uh, childhood milestone ideal of riding a bike. Um, if you're into that sort of thing, you should give it a listen. You should give it a listen. Uh, before we jump in, um, please remember to rate and review. Um, and we have an email. Yeah, uh, we do have an email. Hey, you should send us one of those things. Hey.handledhey at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we love emails because they're just, they prove that we're being listened to. <laughs> yeah, it makes us feel validated. And yeah. you can say really nice things like Adam's got a great voice, Corey's got a great beard, you know, those sorts of things. Information yeah. you guys know. We are millennials, so we need to be validated at all times. Constantly. And I just signed out of my Instagram, so I'm feeling low. Again? I'm feeling, again, like close to depressed. Yeah, I Adam, got. I I you know. do this all the time. I know you'll be back. I won't be back. This might be for good. No. I, mean, I just got a, a stinging headache as soon as I said I won't be back. That's I'm like withdrawing. Yeah, on air. Like you're like Harry Potter with his um, scar. Which have you read? No, I don't know how to read. I meant have you read Harry Potter? I'm sorry that I didn't oh. finish my sentence. Oh, that's okay. But I don't know how to read either. That's why Instagram wasn't so fulfilling. I could only see the pictures. I didn't know what the bottom part was. The captions. I think the main part is the picture. I don't think it's the... So that's the right app for me to use. Hey, enjoy Drilled Secret. Uh, we're going to talk about it, and you guys are going to like it. My uh, secret is I can't read. Bye. Bye. Enjoy the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for... So in Gerald's secret, um, we find out a little bit about Gerald's secret, which is that he, <laughs> which is that he can't ride a bike. Uh, spoiler alert! Sorry. Uh, it starts out with the kids. They're uh, they're um, riding bikes behind, like in some alley with cinder blocks and wood, and they're like flying around. And um, Gerald shows up uh, without a bike, and they're like, "Hey, look! There's Gerald." And then they ask if he's going to be at the bike-a-thon. And Gerald gets nervous and makes excuses um, like he is burying a body or something. Uh, and and he says, well, I got to go. See you guys later. And um, everyone's like, that's weird. Let's forget him and go right around. But of course, Arnold is Gerald's best friend. So he's going to dig deeper, find out what's going on in true Arnold fashion. Um, so he shows up at Gerald's house, who... 
Gerald had said that he was going to go paint his living room. Likely story, according to Arnold. Sees that he's indeed not painting. Kind of trolls him, pushes him a little bit. Well, where are the paintbrushes, Gerald? Then Gerald spills the beans. Promise you won't tell? Of course. I can't ride a bike. Arnold doesn't believe it. Gerald says no seriously. And then recounts this, not even a tragic story, just like a normal story that every kid kind of goes through, which is, uh, I was on a hill, my dad accidentally let go, and I, you know, careened to my seven-year-old death or whatever. You know, he, that that's what it, he remembers it as. And he hasn't gotten on the bike, back on the bike since. And Arnold says, well, I'm going to teach you. Um, and at first, Gerald, of course, says no, but Arnold talks him into it. They start practicing uh, behind an old tire store. Uh, and Arnold, like makes Gerald ride around on a training training wheels little girl bike with polka dots and stuff. And of course Harold sees it, who of course tells the kids, who of course uh, relay that back to Gerald. Um, and instead of Arnold seeing that the situation needs to be taken care of, he just says, no, Gerald can ride and he'll be there at the bikeathon. And so then we cut to a montage of them you know, a, a Rocky style, uh, bike training, um, where Gerald just keeps crashing into trash cans. Um, and then Gerald gets mad at Arnold and says, forget it. I'm not doing this. You put me in this thing that I don't want to do. Um, and then Gerald has this, uh, he, he does the Hey Arnold trope, which is he has a dream, um, that confronts his issue, which, uh, includes him, um, flying down the same mountain, well, hill, the same hill that he did as a kid, except this time it's covered with broken bikes and Harold is laughing at him. And so he decides uh, at, you know, midnight or whatever time it is, that he's going to conquer his fear right now. So he does. He rides out to that same hill and um, rides down it. And uh, then the episode ends with the bikeathon, which is this uh, bikeathon for world peace, um, which... Uh, Gerald shows up at and proves all the other kids wrong. Um, and him and Arnold cross the finish line together uh, in first place, first and second place. And that's Gerald's secret. And that's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was good. Uh, hey, um, what did you think about this episode? <laughs> uh, what, what, what are like little... What are little bits? Any little bits? There's one, of course, that we can say that's really funny that has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, Helga's little um, little knock at world peace as a concept yeah. is very, very funny. Yeah, Arnold says, um, they're like, I don't know, it's some bikeathon for some charity. And Arnold like rolls his eyes and says, you guys. it's for world peace. And Helga says, yeah, I used to believe in that once. <laughs> it's so good. And I just love the fact that they're doing something with the end goal being world peace. Yeah. There's something yeah. about that that's just beautiful and simple and impossible. Amazing. And very hey Arnold, if you think about it. Yeah, it's um the scope of the show. Pie in the sky kind yeah. of head in the clouds kind of situation. And well intentioned, which I think is the, another element of well, the yeah, show. Well, yeah, and I was thinking about how related to this episode, like they're they're writing for world peace but really they're just writing for gerald to like learn how to ride a bike <laughs> yeah but i i think there's something to it where 
like although riding a bike is sort of like a quintessential like coming of age mm-hmm. thing I, I, I it's like this must have meant something larger to Gerald right overcoming this oh, fear of course, yeah. it's this thing that sort of he has great shame over so this little thing can like make a great difference to him just yeah. like this bikeathon can, make can a bring world, world peace yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a nice um, parallel that I just made up and doesn't. Isn't no, really I, think, I think it works. <laughs> um, so, Adam, you and I were talking as we were setting up this, trying to figure out, was there like a thesis statement or like an important scene? And there were definitely important scenes, but they weren't filled with dialogue. And so usually we have some kind of clip, but it just didn't feel like anything really spoke to it. They're all more visual um, yeah, yeah. This that's how a lot of this most of this episode goes. It's very much it's very visual and it's sort of the storytelling. I guess the narrative devices are yeah mostly right. visual, right? Yeah, which doesn't translate over the old podcasting. No, it doesn't. So format. you guys are gonna have to use your old uh, brain box of imagination, um, or log on to your friend's Hulu. And yeah, watch it that yeah. way, or purchase your own Hulu. That works as well. We don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about this app, obviously, and I, uh, was thinking a lot about like childhood and adulthood development when it comes to riding bikes. And, you know, it's weird. I would have thought there was a lot, be a lot more like easy research about it. And most of it has to do with like cognitive health stuff. Um, how, when a kid learns to ride a bike, um, it's, it's a sign of cognitive health and physical health, um, a lot like the common terms I saw in like, there's one article I'm going to reference specifically and we'll have that in the show notes. And that's, I'll mention that a little bit later, but like any article you find about kids riding bikes, bikes, none of them are about the coming of age stuff. It's all about more like childhood development from a more scientific way, I guess. Um, But they all talk about like, well, they they call it a childhood milestone, which I totally agree with Um, balance, coordination, communication, bravery. Um, But you know, you would say the same thing about a kid climbing a jungle gym or a kid climbing up the stairs or a kid learning how to swim. All those things make sense as a way of like showing um, that like their bodies can do what they want them to do um, involving balance and coordination. And um, yeah, so like just from like a scientific way, it's definitely uh, uh, a milestone and you can see the shame in Gerald as Arnold asks him about it. And Arnold even asks the, like, the heart-wrenching question, like, didn't your dad teach you? And Gerald's like, yeah, yeah, but he, like, gave up. Well, I think that touches on something that, um, like, initially came to mind with me is I could, I mean, beyond digging into the scientific research, I could just see there being, like, a familial component to this and almost like a familial, potential familial critique or class critique or something where you, like that's typically stereotypically like a thing like a father would teach his son yes is i think uh, traditionally how we would think of that sort of uh how do you you would learn how to ride a bike and i could see like if there's no father figure in the picture uh, or neglectful parenting that be reflected in these sorts of situations or a thing where you have parents that are just constantly working yeah and like don't have the ability to teach to do that like which riding a bicycle is a fantastic experience yeah and it's obviously like a milestone like those wonderful researcher said but i think it also is like a luxury to an extent well and it, it's a it's a contempt uh modern maybe not contemporary because it also it, it's only like 150 years old it's not a maybe not even that it's a 
fairly modern invention. So should have Googled that date, but that feels right. Well, well, well but didn't, that. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe I'm thinking, cause I know that the, you Google all, all yammer yeah, yeah, on keep yammering. I, I know the Orville brothers, the Wright brothers, Orville, Wright. Not Orville would be that popcorn guy. Um, this is what it's Google's for. Ask Siri. Siri. Oh, Siri, when were bikes made? She's thinking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what I found on the <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, they used Bing.com. Good. Oh, God. The best of the Bing. Uh, guys, don't worry. It's happening. Oh, early 19th century. Uh yeah. 1817. So I'm a little off 200 years. Sorry, guys. Jeez, Louise. Uh, uh, go but, on. Oh, yeah. Yammer along. Um, yeah. It's, it's a luxury. To yeah. So, so to an extent. And and while bicycles are like, I guess, nearly ubiquitous and, all, and they, are, they exist all over the world. And I think it's like a thing that I guess to some degree transcends class. Like you have yeah. in other countries, the prim- primary ways of getting around, be it like in... Uh, African guess, countries, African countries, countries, but all the way through to like Scandinavian countries yes. and Amsterdam and those sorts of things. So you have varying levels of modernity and you have varying levels of um, sort of uh, access to consumer mm. goods, right? From those between those countries, but it's like a, a common thing that everybody does. Um, but I think there's like a, riding a bicycle out of necessity versus riding a bicycle to save the world for world peace. Do you know what I mean? And <clears throat> so. I think I, I, it would be very interesting, actually, to see globally, like, what, how different cultures associate bicycles. Because I think we associate bicycles, or learning how to ride a bicycle, as, like, you're an introduction to freedom. Much like we think Definitely. about the automobile. Yes. So, we in the American society, specifically, equate freedom and the automobile. But as kids, it's freedom and the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like mm-hmm. the even even the way you're supposed to take care of bicycles and those sorts of things. It's like you. It's like much like training wheels for a car. Oh, what? Yep, it's your first introduction into that sort of relationship. Um, like you take care of this thing, this thing will take care of you in return. Mm-hmm. So greasing the chain, pumping the tires. It's like it's training you how to basically take care of a car later on, so then you never have to ride a bicycle again. Do you remember? Do you remember your? Mom or dad teaching you how to ride a bike? Because um, I don't. I mean, I remember. I know what happened. I just like yeah. I remember like blips, but it's it wasn't like um, yeah, it's not like a. It doesn't really stick out with me, but I do know. I I I do really remember spending a lot of time as a kid in the street riding my bicycle off ramps that we had built, yeah. much like they do in this show, and a lot of my youth centering around bicycles and skateboarding and that sort of stuff all through my youth. But I, um, it's very interesting. And I said this while we were setting up that the shame that Gerald feels about not knowing how to ride a bicycle. I had an ex-girlfriend for a long time and we were going to buy her bicycle. And I basically learned that she didn't know how to ride one and watching her try Watching her like test ride a bicycle when she didn't quite know how to ride a bicycle and the how scared it made her, how embarrassed mm-hmm. it made her, the high levels of shame that she felt and not wanting other people to see. And this all, all these sorts of things um, was really interesting. And then knowing her more as a person and her background and everything, and she would hate me talking about her, but she doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. But 
seeing like how a lot of the attention her parents gave mm. to her other siblings was much greater than it was to her. Whoa. It really doesn't surprise me Whoa. that she never really learned how to ride a bicycle yeah. so well. Because, and, and so that's why I think the initial thing of Arnold saying to Gerald, like, what, your dad didn't teach you? Like, immediately, like, going to this place while he's a kid, and that's a very simplistic way to learn, like, think about yeah. it. I think there's something to it. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. dynamic between riding a bicycle and your fa- familiar yeah, dynamic. And- it's to to like shift like push that a little further so like clearly when you look at the flashback like his dad is teaching him and his dad is present like but at the same time he did let Gerald go physically down this hill like he wasn't totally paying attention or at least that's how Gerald remembers it yeah and so Gerald has now even if the dad was perfectly fine which it like as adults watching it, like, oh, he was doing fine. Like that that's just a mistake, you know? But but Gerald's attached this like sense of failure to um both his experience and his dad's ability to teach. And I think the reason you know that is he then later in his nightmare attaches this like mean herald to the father figure. So his dad is pushing him in this nightmare that he's having, and he turns around and it's it, it isn't his dad anymore. It's Harold laughing and then pushes him down that like broken mountain. Well, I think what that does in that moment, because of the, the just the way the, the dream sequences in the show seem to be like, it's like you're, ta- you're pancaking time. Yeah. So it's like, you're taking the present in the past and you're yes, smashing it yes, together yes. and making it one situation. And I, I, I guess it makes sense because he like the only way he knows how to process his like, his dad letting go on that hill is just this like deep sense of shame. And so the shame he's feeling now, which is Harold just treating him like crap, um, laughing at him and stuff that it makes sense that he would pancake those two moments together. Um, and I love the symbol of all the broken bikes on the, on the hill. It's like very hard to look at. It's like, um, I remember watching like a, a thing briefly about Everest Huh. And how, like, as they're going up Everest, they, like, look around from time to time. You can see, like, frozen dead bodies because it takes way too much, way more energy to bring those bodies down. So they just leave them there. So there's this sort of, yeah. it's like that sort of thing where it's like the tales of all the people that didn't make it. You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. like, yeah, and it's it's terrifying, but yeah. hopefully you are the one that makes it. Yeah, I was thinking of, like, um, like, the symbolism of Arnold trying to teach Harold or uh, I pulled a U. I just called Gerald Harold. Okay. Right. To interject right before you'd made that mistake. I was just about to say it's batshit crazy that they would name those characters almost the same exact name. And then like 20 years later, people would be fumbling around in a podcast mixing those names. Yeah. How could they have done that then? He did it purposely. Yeah. Uh, It's always Craig's fault. Stop throwing the creator of this show. (laughs) They're not throwing us a bone. I'm not throwing him a bone. All right. Well, maybe one day we'll get him here. Uh, And you can tell it to his face. (laughs) Uh, The the line of questioning that I would have for Craig Bartlett. (laughs) It wouldn't be worth it. Like, like, I would say, stay home, Adam. Yeah. Uh, Everybody listening, this is a great show. And if if Adam's... uh, Snarkiness. He's just snarky about everything. So, kind of. But, carry on. 
Oh, right. I thought we were going to sit in that silence for a second. <laughs> Let it um, sink in. Thinking about how, like, Arnold's trying to teach Gerald of, like, the structure of bike riding and how, like, you know, he says, like, you got to walk before you can crawl. Um, like, oh, we, like, your balance is great. Now we got to work on your speed. Like, he's he's talking about the structure of bike riding in much bigger terms than just the bike riding itself. And actually, to jump back to your ex who didn't know how to ride a bike, one of the um, articles I looked at, it's by Jesse Heyman. She was writing, it was just like a one-off article for Vogue, which is just a great periodical of great news and journalism. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's great. I don't read it. But I found this article. Uh, she was 28 when she learned how to ride a bike. So let's just say around our age, uh, adults. Um, but she, uh, she, her and her boyfriend or husband or something were traveling to you know Copenhagen or you know, Amsterdam or some, some bike heavy city. Uh, we'll leave the article in the show notes so you can read it. It's a great, it's actually a really great article. And she's un- unabashedly ashamed about like, she isn't afraid to show her shame and sorrow about not knowing how to ride a bike. So it's, it's kind of cool to get behind it, an adult version of Gerald, like figuring it out. But she hires this um, woman that they call the bike whisperer. That's um, amazing. And her, I, I guess her name's, Andre Sanders. I don't know. I'm pronouncing it weird because there are two E's. Andre. What are you thinking? Craig must have named her. Wait, what? No. <laughs> She's a real person. This is a real person. Uh, just listen to some of these quotes. They're really good. Okay. Learning how to ride a bike is very psychological. The bike is just a way in. Oof. That's good. This episode is, is very psychological. Yeah, it is. And like... Him trying to ride a bike opens up all of these like fears and doubts and hurts that he has. Uh, here's another one. The bike is a tool that's parallel to life. You have to stand tall and give your heart to the world. At times it's risky, but you have to work with your fear. What? Vogue, look what you're doing. I know, Vogue. Now, this is Andre Sanders, a.k.a. the Bike Whisperer. Oh, dang. Speaking of um, Vogue. She can't, yeah, she, I guess she came up with this like method where like, she takes off the pedals and has the adult just like walk with the bike and try to like balance with their feet in the air just to be comfortable, not having their feet on the ground. And then she adds one pedal and then she has a second one, but I guess it works. She ended up riding bikes and you know, the basically Scandinavia is the bike capital of the world. Everybody bikes there. Um, and she didn't crash. That's good. Um, she, yeah. Anyway, read the article. It's really good, but I love, the, the whole risk thing is obvious, but I really liked the fact that bike riding is such a difficult task, whether you're nine or, or 49, like learning how to do it from scratch, that it makes sense that, and especially because it's, it, it's so tied with like childhood development, it makes sense that it would open up dark fears and, and shames and memories Um and even if it's not dramatic, it's like it's going to open up a thing in in you that you missed out on because you didn't learn how to do it. Totally. I think when you like expand this idea out a little bit, mm-hmm. the idea of learning things as you age, I think, mm-hmm. is very interesting in general. Yeah. Because I feel like no matter what, like the your, your the chances of you at 30, mm-hmm. 40, 50 to like learn think something like, for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. And make that take that leap of faith, I think, is like. It is really psychologically daunting, but it doesn't have to be. And I think we have this idea that like, oh, that ship has sailed. And that isn't necessarily true. Like 
you're not going to be maybe if you start riding a bicycle at 40, you're not going to be Lance Armstrong. You know what I mean? Okay. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that you can't learn something about yourself. Right. Or learn right. something about your environment. Whoa. Whoa. Right? Learn a language at an older age. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was 26 or 26. young pup. Well, like a year or two ago, <laughs> I had to take my car in to get it smogged. And I realized, oh, I've never had to do that. Like just the way that like the few cars that I had, one was when I was like still in the house. And so I think my dad smogged it. And the other one, I got it in an accident at some point, like basically just the way the years fell. I never had to do it. Um, and so I felt I was 26, 27, sitting in the smog shop feeling like, I feel like I'm 16. Like a child. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I've never done this before. Totally. I don't know what to do. And I'm like mostly like an a outgoing guy who can like handle that. But because it was something I literally had never done before. Your ego. Oh my gosh. My yeah. ego just felt like a, like a pea, like a pet, like a penny, just tiny, just shrunk <laughs> down. Guys, I did it. You I did, did it. it. My car it was smogged past. <laughs> that lot's like going Ooh. to the dentist or anything like that. There's something that always brings you back to like feeling like a child. Yeah, like I did not have a great dentist experience as a kid. I like just was like, no, I don't think anybody, anyone does. Only so, psychopaths like the dentist and dentists. They must like it. I guess they must like something about it. Yeah. They well, like, here we go, babbling on. Anyway, so dentist hour with Corey and Adam. <laughs> uh, um, uh, another good moment. Uh, uh, w- yeah, uh, was at the end. Um, they're riding in the in the bikeathon, and Gerald like stops at the top of the hill, and Arnold is thinking, "Oh no, he's scared," and he says, "What are you waiting for?" And Gerald says, "I'm waiting for you, man." Oh, but it's it's uh, it's sweet. It's sweet. It's him saying, "You were with me till the end here, so I'm gonna wait for you, so we could do this together." Yeah, and. Yeah, I don't know. That it was yeah, like we talked about this before, but it's like kind of like saying it's like a thank you mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, bringing him into the full, like bringing him along with him in this positive experience. Yeah. Because he did it. They helped each other. There what so this episode, it's interesting. It like it's very emotional and there's a mm-hmm. lot of weight to it, but there's not much that's said explicitly. It's it's a lot of montages, a lot of you know, memories and dreams. But when you mix that together, especially when you think about someone learning a bike, even though he's only nine, that's still young enough to learn how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. But in that context, it's actually a really weighty episode on, on accident, I guess, or like, yeah. And I think the thing that's kind of nice about the episode is the lack of dialogue. It like kind of allows your mind to wander while you're watching. Yeah. So it allows you to be introspective and contemplative about your youth yeah. while you're watching this thing. And it's not clouding your head with so much dialogue. So I think, I don't know mm. if everybody would do that. Maybe we've watched it like four or five times. So that's just what happens when yeah, yeah, yeah. you watch something so no, many but, times. But I think like I, you can't help but think about your own childhood experience riding a bike. Because totally. these kids are completely, especially at the beginning when they're just zooming around. That's a yeah. that's a childhood painting that they put up for us. Yeah. Um, well, and I think like as an adult, if you've ever, and I know you have, but like going traveling with mm-hmm. your friends, mm-hmm. 
it's like a unique experience. Yeah. Like as a kid, the mobility of moving throughout the city as a group. Yeah. There's something unique to that as well. And like watching them do it makes you recall times you did that as a kid. And you can still like relive those sorts of situations as you, as you get older. But it's something like this show is very obviously full of like this child childhood, like collective time spent yeah. together. Yeah. Um, and I think the the visual element of them like riding their bikes around town together, it's like that but magnified. Mm. It's like when they're playing baseball together. Yeah. And they're riding bikes together. It's like when you're they're doing activities together, it 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 I don't know, there's like a nostalgia to it and like this thing, this feeling that is elicited that I think is interesting. I I might have said this on the podcast before, but I first felt this I use this story a lot as like a way of saying I lived it. I lived in a town with not much going on, but it also, I think the story also is just a, a good memory of like me feeling like an adult. And that was riding my bike with my best friend, Cameron. We would ride our bike up Stanbrook and it would become Adolfa. And then we would hang a left and there was Taco Bell and we would go to Taco, <laughs> we would go to Taco Bell and, and then we'd go to Toys R Us and look at the video games. And that isn't much. Simplicity. There, it's not much, but it. But it's profound. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the that's my first memory of like, going outside of my little neighborhood. Totally. And feeling like, uh, feeling like the world was my own. I guess. Yeah. Guys, listen to Arcade Fire, the suburbs, and you'll understand what my life was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only other, I think, this episode and then that album make me think of riding my bike to Taco Bell. <laughs> like, like, that's all it makes me think about is that feeling of being like free and um but still constrained yeah it's interesting yeah i mean it's both like i think this episode and also that album too again arcade fire the suburbs uh, both of them are both a conversation of freedom and also kind of the smallness of your of your world too totally um and how that like the smallness fails you sometimes and sometimes it gives you something more profound which if nothing else is like a, a, a semblance of freedom and something I just thought of is there's the scene when he has mustered up the courage to do the bikeathon, and then yeah. they're flying down that hill and Gerald is doing great. Harold's bike breaks down and he like fall crashes and falls into the baby town or whatever <laughs> um, the store. And it's really interesting. Cause it's like, I think there's this thing of with, with experiencing any freedom, there's also an, an inherent risk. So for yeah. Gerald as a kid, he didn't know what he was doing, tumbles down, the, flies down the hill oh. and crashes. Then later in life, Gerald is flying down the hill and doesn't crash. But Harold, Harold who thinks he does, know is doing life. great. Yes. Thinks he knows what he's doing, does crash. And I think it's. And uh, falls into baby town to exactly. kind of highlight that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, exactly. And so I think there's like the, there's like two levels to that. And one of them is that the, the freedom that, and the flight that he is feeling in that moment mm. could easily be, go the other way. You know what I mean? Mm. But that's just how life is, um, in general, when you're experiencing freedom, it can go bad. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. mean it's not worth doing. Yeah. And I, I, I like that, you know, when he, when he conquers his fear before the race, like at midnight the night before, and he rides down it shows him afraid the entire ride down. He does not feel good about it. And at the very last second, like the, the camera almost flips away. You see him 
like raised his hands in jubilation and it's like you you almost miss it i'm surprised they even animated it because it's so quick but it it shows that it took him that long to feel powerful like totally during the moment he was you know they animated his face with fear and you know nervousness uh, speaking of nervousness i do like that he made excuses as if he was burying a body Hey, do you want to go? You want to go ride bikes? Oh, uh, I gotta, ooh, I gotta I, paint my house. I guess I paint don't know. The living room. I forgot my bike. Ooh. Something a kid ooh. would never want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you really put, you painted your room last week. Oh, ooh, I gotta bury a body. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think this is a. I think so. In this in this whole series, there's been simple episodes yeah. that are kind of just boring, and banal. But I think this one's simple but good it's it's a um it's a simple portrait of a childhood thing yeah that is actually not just for children but like it's a totally it's the simplicity doesn't like take works away from its power yeah so it works in its favor almost yeah whereas some of the other episodes the simplicity is just seems sort of boring yeah 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 i mean and it wasn't there weren't very many laugh out loud moments you know but just that one I thought. With Helga. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's such a good scene. Uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't, which is, again, why we're not pr- providing a clip. There aren't a lot of, like, meaty moments um, of dialogue. It's more it's more um, impressionist, I think. Impressionistic. It's an yeah. art term. Oh, I went art. to art school. Oh, yeah. what is art? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, art is, pff, art's everything, man. Huh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I yeah I think. Are you, how do you feel? Uh, I think we can move on to cry the week. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, oh shoot. What? Think about it. What do you think? Um, cry of the week. So, I think. So, I give. I don't know. I think. I think this time I'll abstain. I don't. I don't think I have any tears. I think. Actually, I'll do one tear, and sure. I'll really really reach for this one sure i I think like the people that can't experience what he experienced at any point in their life Mm. be it on a bicycle or be it in anything like a moment of triumph over a fear or your fears or whatever i think like um conquering anxiety conquering fear conquering whatever nervousness is a fantastic experience and feeling to have and if that isn't a thing you can do as a kid or an adult. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I, I guess that's another th- like layer of this that we could even talk about is this. This episode is very much about self-worth and about anxiety. And, you know, he has a lot of lines. I think I even wrote some down. Let me see. Um, uh, I've, yeah, I didn't write any specifics down, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, he, he just has a lot of self-deprecating kind of lines. Oh, it's too late for me kind of uh, moments. Um, what well, is lashing out to Arnold too? Yeah, like he he really does not feel good about it. And, you know, uh, as an adult who deals with uh, pretty, like pretty strong anxiety, it's it's not too different than my own life. Um, and my fears aren't riding a bike because I know how to ride a bike. Screw you, Gerald. Uh, no, you think but, you're better than me, Gerald. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, it's such an easy symbol of a giant mountain. You got to go down. 
it's an easy symbol, but that it's easy because it's true. Um, that I like my worry isn't, isn't that I'll never be able to do it. It's that what if I do it and I fall flat on my face and Harold laughs while he's pushing me (laughs) and it, it, that's about anything. It's about any, like anything where I put myself out there and like riding a bike down a hill is putting yourself out there in a way. Oh um, yeah. There's so many potential variables and mistakes. Yeah. And errors. But so, Gerald falls though. He laughed. He also fell. Uh, what? Oh, Harold. You mean Harold? Fuck. I did it again. Yeah. Though Harold laughed. Yeah. Everyone falls. Then he fell. Everyone falls. And that's like you said, part of life. But, um, it it isn't foreign to my experience to be so scared and talk like talking yourself out of um, doing the thing you want to do. Yeah, true. I and I think what's interesting is the having a figure like Arnold, who is a genuine figure. He really cares, and I feel like he wouldn't push somebody if he didn't think they couldn't do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I think. Um, as like a, a as like a symbol or as like um, a way to tie this into like I guess real life. I think like if you suffer from anxiety, which I think a lot of our peers probably do to some in varying yeah, levels yeah. and yeah. degrees, right? Um, but like being able to know to listen to others and see like this person cares for me and about yeah. me. Yep. If they're telling me this thing, like maybe this leap of faith, though scary, will be worth it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think not doing what Gerald did <laughs> to bring it back into the show and like not allow yourself to make that leap of faith. I think just perpetuates fe- those fears. Oh, absolutely. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, but it is, but like, I guess we all just got to show up to our bike thon You know what I'm saying? Whatever what your, your bike thon Yeah. <laughs> well, send us an email. Tell yes, us what your yeah, bike thon is. Tell us what your bike thon is. Um, you know, the best is saying yes to a thing that's scary. And the worst is saying no to the thing that's scary, but you really want. And I've experienced yeah. both, even just in the that's last right. year. Yeah. And that sucks. <laughs> like, it sucks that both are so easy. Like, yeah. both are so part of your life. And I guess there are times, I mean, I know that there have been a few times recently where I've had to say no to things and I've felt really good about it after. And other times I've had to say no to things and I've just thought like, I felt like Gerald on the top of that hill, like bummed yeah. out. And yeah, so I don't know. But now me, you're flying. Look give, at you. Now you're well, flying. Oh my gosh. Podcast is back on, <laughs> back on track. Uh, yeah. Trying to get serious here, but you know, it's hard. Uh, my cry was actually when, when Arnold realizes Gerald's shame. Um, when Arnold looks in the window and just sees Gerald, like watching it, watching TV. Damn. That was better than mine. Yeah, that made me feel a little bit, um, just like, because you see friends who are dealing with shit, and maybe you don't realize it until because they're good at hiding it or they're they avoid it. Um, but when they don't realize you're looking because you care for them, you're still looking, and that was Arnold still looking like he, Gerald didn't need him. Like Gerald was content to some extent. Obviously, deep down his heart was hurt, but to some extent, Gerald didn't want Arnold Arnold to come help him. Um, and the visual of Arnold watching Gerald watching TV was interesting and loaded too because not facing his fears 
instead going away from his friends and a real experience. Yeah. And diving into a fantasy land that is television uh, is actually really loaded and deep. Yeah, and Arnold Arnold watching a real thing and yeah. Gerald watching a fake thing. Yeah. But, but both are voyeuristic to an extent, but one is like rooted in um, pr- progression forward. Totally. And the other is... And like so, like awareness, and the other is avoiding those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I'd give that maybe two two tiers. Oh yeah, we're still doing the cry of the week. We just really yeah ran uh, with that one, jumping around. Yeah. Um, so uh, this week uh, our our song is by this little band called Craftwork. If you haven't heard of them, they are uh, they're like robots on a stage playing beep boop bop music, right? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I'd say. Nothing makes me think of German electronic music like Hey Arnold. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's a stretch. No, but it's still beep boop music. I mean, there's a lot of beep boop music in... Yeah, there is. But this is very Germanic sounding. It is. It's very robotic. But the twist is this song is called Tour de France, Tour de France, Tour de France. You'll hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It was a single that came out like in the eighties. I in actually early 80s? yeah, I can't figure out exactly when. Um, but, Wikipedia is broken. Yeah, it's broken. But uh, we we're pulling this song from the two thousand nine remastered version. But it should be the original. Um, it's like the original. Song. It's not a remix. It's just a re- there's remaster. yeah a bunch of different yeah. versions. A lot of virgin versions. Virgins. Whoa. Dang. Freud. I guess he's here. Freud and Kraftwerk. <laughs> If there is a, a visual component of the face you just made while you do that. Freud and, and I have a giant beard right now. I look like a young Sigmund Freud. Uh, hey, thank you for joining us. Thank you for lasting through this episode. Yeah. Um, this is a wild one. Wild one. Uh, enjoy craft work. Email. Rate. rate review. review. Keep being awesome. Show up to your bikeathon. Show up to your bikeathon. Bikeathon. Look in your friend's window. Knock on their door. Yes. All right. Craft work out. Bye.